0: Okay, listener, if you're sitting there and thinking, well, is this all a podcast is? I could absolutely do that, but I don't know where to start. Let me tell you, neither did I. I had been a co host, but never produced my own. But you know what made it easy? Anchor by Spotify. Everything is in the right place. You can even record and edit right from your phone or computer. You can host on Anchor and then distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to it right now, You can use Anchor to get there. It's all in one place. It's everything you need to make a podcast. And best of all, it is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning into episode six of the Cyclone Family Podcast. I am your host, Jamie Steyer-Johnson. Just a heads up, throughout the rest of March Madness, I do anticipate these episodes kind of going up whenever they get finished, so they may not be my typical Friday posts just because I am trying to find super relevant guests, and I hope to be working a lot for the next couple weeks still. So I want them to be posted as soon as they are ready. So without any further ado, oh my gosh, I am so excited about this week's guest. When am I not? But they are super, super timely, super relevant, and someone that I think you are going to really enjoy hearing from. Today's guest will be a familiar face in Hilton Coliseum as they host the NCAA tournament this weekend. As a member of the Iowa State women's basketball team from 2014 to 2018, she filled various roles from rebounder to point guard, starting in over 40 games as a cyclone. Her senior year, she was second on the team in scoring and led the team in assists, including a game with 13 dimes, which at the time tied for sixth in school history. Upon graduation, she returned home to Utica, New York to be the head coach of Mohawk Valley Community College. And in 2021, she was hired as an administrative associate with the Dayton Flyers who now come to Ames as one of the first ever first four teams, Emily Durr. Thank you so much for joining me
1: in maybe your busiest week of the year. Hey, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. You absolutely killed that intro. Um, I was like in awe of what you were saying, so it's great to be here. It's great to talk to you and my favorite thing to do, talk hoops. Yes, I love it. Me too. So I have to ask,
0: what was your first thought when you saw that your team was heading to Ames? Had that possibility like even been on
1: your radar? I remember like a month ago looking at the bracket and being like, that'd be like cool to play in Ames. Like I knew you guys would be a higher seed. Um, but as we approached the the tournament, you know, we as a staff and as a program, we weren't sure that we were going to get in. We were one of the bubble teams. I think ESPN had us in like the last team in. So we were just like so focused on just seeing our name um, because we thought we would need to play that playing game. So I remember sitting, you know, uh, with the team and kind of just looking at the screen and it not registering. Um, and then it popped up and we all just were so elated. And I was just so happy that we were in the tournament that I it, it honestly didn't even register that Iowa State was like the game before that they said. And then uh, I, I think it was my head coach or an assistant was like, are you ready to go back to Ames? And I, I was like, what? Like we're playing, we're playing in Ames and it just all clicked and my mind was blown and I was so excited.
0: Yeah, there was certainly a lot of competing things for your attention at that yeah. moment.
1: It was a lot of emotion, but all good emotions.
0: So I had a lot of fans on social media I saw were really excited to hear you'd be returning. How does it feel to know you'll be part of a team playing in Hilton again?
1: You know, the first thing is the fans, oh, they are just so special here. Um, some of the best people I've met in my life and, you know, I continue to, to talk to them, you know, even four years on from playing. So just a shout out to the fans. They've, they've always welcomed me with open arms and it was so nice to see them, uh, kind of, you know, get together on Twitter and, and, and say some good things, but yeah, it, it's, it's wild. It's, you know, walking into Hilton again, seeing my face on the wall. In that hallway, just all the memories that came flooding back, all the happy happiness and joy, and and sweat and tears and blood that you kind of shed on that floor. And you know, if you told me a year ago that I would be on the Dayton women's staff, playing in the NCAA tournament in Ames, Iowa, I mean, you really couldn't write a better story. Um, and we're also the home team tomorrow night, so again, it, it's kind of like breaking in, you know, a new glove. You're still you're still used to that feeling and oh God, it was, it was a great feeling.
0: Yeah. It certainly seemed to be exciting for you guys, obviously, but I know so many people were excited to see you coming back. So I've already heard from Cyclone fans who are like, great, we have a rooting interest. So if there are Cyclone fans that might be adopting your flyers for their games here, you know, barring a, a matchup, which we would love to get to that point of Congress, but tell us a little bit about your team.
1: Yeah, first things first, if there's any Cyclone fans that are not busy tomorrow night and you want to come watch some good basketball, please, we would love to have you as some honorary uh, Dayton Flyer fans because we're going to need all the help we can get and, and we love the support. Um, our team is really, really um, experienced. We have a couple of six-year seniors, three of them, that decided to came come back and, and play this year for us. Um, they've been great leaders and have done the things that, you know, Dayton, is known for in the past Um, and we also have some young guns that you know have come in and given us big minutes uh we're a well-disciplined team we we are very well coached and we have a good mix of you know shooters drivers big post players so you know we're just going to ride the wave and and hopefully we can uh you know stir up some magic uh that hilt magic on on wednesday
0: Yes, you definitely have plenty to tell your team about all of that, I'm sure. See if you can't really harness it there. So for you as the administrative associate, what do you do? Do you work more with the player side or the coach facing side of things? A little of both?
1: Yeah, so I'm basically kind of like a mixture of everything you can think of that goes along with a staff member. Um, you know, I coach a little, you know, I, I help with game plans and in game adjustments, but I also help on the administrative side, you know, some, some paperwork that needs to be done with the NCAA office. And I'm also kind of like coach green's kind of personal assistant, you know, if she needs me to go grab anything or, you know, anything of the sort, I'm kind of just do it all. If if you need help, I'm there to help you. Um, And it's been honestly just a great experience and I've, I've learned a lot.
0: Yeah. As a new coach, is it super helpful to work that closely to the head coach to kind of see what works on that side of things? Obviously you worked as head coach at a community college, but there's so many things that go into being a D1 program.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I, you know, when I first graduated and got the head coaching job at, at Mohawk Valley, I was young, right? Like you put your feet in and you're like, okay, there's a lot of things happening. What's the work ethic that I need? What are the things that I need to focus on? Maybe you know. Oh, that's a cool play. Like I would put that in my playbook. Or, oh, she sees it like that. You know, it's. I knew that I would need to take a a step back um, from that head coaching role because I know that I wasn't ready. You know, I had a successful season, but there's just so many things that go into a successful program. And then to learn from Shauna Green, who's, I mean, one of the top coaches in the country, uh, and she's just a great role model. She does things the right way and you know, her motto is one way. And when I played, it was do things a cyclone way or the Iowa State way. So it all came kind of full circle. And I really couldn't think of, of a better coach to learn from. Um, and then her, her staff, her assistant coaches have just been amazing.
0: So did you always know that you wanted to continue working in basketball upon graduation?
1: I was kind of one of those. And I'm sure your mom will, will let you know. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I, I knew that I, you know, my playing days were over, um, but I really didn't have any direction with, okay, like, what can you see yourself doing for the rest of your life? And my first thought was I'll be a nurse. A lot of my family members are nurses. Like I'll just get into a nursing program and, and do all that. But I found myself just not, not loving it and and not having the passion for it. And, you know, what's the one thing that I've had my whole life that I've been passionate about. And it's been helping people and, and having that team, you know, sense and and coaching, you know, I love the game of basketball and when that Mohawk Valley job opened up, I was fortunate to get it and just really opened my eyes and I'm like, yep, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do. You know, I think I can be very successful in it and, you know, opportunities have opened up for me and I've just been very fortunate, um, to, to have them. One
0: of those things where you didn't quite know until you got
1: there and then it was like, oh, this was, this was the move
0: all along.
1: Yeah. And if there's one piece of advice for, you know, any young listeners, it's do something that you're passionate about, you know, like you're, I always knew you'd be, you know, that personality on, on radio, like we could see it and you love basketball and you love sports and you love Iowa state. So you know, things have a funny thing of of working out for the better. Um, and just do do things that you're passionate about. Well, and it's okay. funny, too, because I was
0: getting here and I was like, man, this is kind <laughs> of funny, because we, you know, we came in the same year, we graduated the same year. And so you kind of see our paths and see, okay, yeah, I I can definitely relate to so like, okay. okay, where do I go from here? And then landing
1: in the right spot. And then just just finding a happiness that, you know, that you're so secure and what you want to do and, and, and you're passionate about it. It's not work, right? It's just, it's fun. Yeah. That's, that's
0: really the key. So for, for, for your fun work, how mm. would you describe your coaching style?
1: My coaching style. Oof. Um, I think I have a little bit of coach fun in me. I can get a little, uh, a little rowdy and, you know, I can, you know, call you over and have a nice talk with you. Um, but you know I'm, I think I'm also a players coach. You know, I understand that you know you need to build young women up and and uh, Coach Green is is great about that and it's funny at the end of the day it's not really coaching, right? Like every coach, every good coach knows X's and O's. They run similar things. It's really about the the culture that you build within your program and the little things, you know. You know, showing that you you really care about your players and your staff members and your managers and all those intangibles. I mean, I think what I want to be is I want to be like coach green, you know, she, like I said, she does things the right way. Um, and her coaching style. I mean, as you can see from her track record has, has been successful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very successful there. I mean, who better to learn from? So I know that my mom has talked about this a lot since she started coaching right out of college as well for you coming out of school and immediately jumping into coaching. And even now still only being four years out of school, what's it like to be in that coaching position where the players are really close in age, especially when you've got those six year
1: players on your team right now? Yeah, it's pretty wild, but you know, in your mind, it's just, you have a different mindset. It's, it's really easy to draw the line and, I honestly really enjoy being on this side of it because you can kind of see similar players or similar characteristic traits that you had as a player and 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 really enjoy and, and be in the moment with these things. Like when we made the NCA tournament twice when I played, I didn't I didn't even really understand how big of a moment that is and how hard it is to get there. So, you know, being on this side of the line, it's you really cherish everything. Um, You really, you know, you think about you as a player and and what you could have done and and you have your regrets and, and yeah, I I feel so old. I feel like I'm 35 and these kids are like 18. So um, as they say in the coaching world, if you coach for five years, you, you've aged about 15. So um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like I've played like 20 years ago. It's like totally out of my mind. And my players essay they're like you're still on the wall like when did you play? I was like graduated in 18. They're like 18? They're like, you're young. I'm like, I don't look young. Like come on guys. Like give me some slack here. So um yeah it's wild, but I, I I do feel fully removed from it. I think especially
0: once you exactly like you say, you make that jump. It's a complete mindset. It's clearly they can be numerically close in age to you but you're literally in a different place like i think i said something to my mom about like yeah you know i I feel really protective of the team sometimes she was like kind of confused by it so she's like yeah
1: i guess i guess you're older now aren't you yeah it it is it's a total mindset change and it's crazy it's like a switch and yeah i feel like I've, i've played 20 years ago so
0: So something you said led right into a question I had already written down and was really curious about where you said you didn't really have as much perspective when you were a player as far as things like the NCAA tournament and so as someone on a staff now, do you look back at your playing career and you understand, you know, a different perspective of something you did or maybe you understand why your coaches did something the way they did?
1: yeah and I think that's a big part of growth and and just growing up and and getting outside yourself and your mindset. and it's not just me, me me me, me that I'm worried about. And yeah, I, you know, I look back on my career and I'm like, I didn't work hard. number one thing i I didn't. I wasn't a gym rat, you know i I really had my college experience and I ran with that, and I wasn't focused on on maybe the things that I needed to be focused on and and getting into that, it's like that's why I coach like didn't play me there or, or didn't trust me there because I didn't give him the confidence. So again, as you, as you switch roles and, and, and you turn into that, that coach and you're kind of them on the floor, you know, you see a player that's similar to you and you're like, you're right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play her in this spot and she doesn't deserve those minutes. So definitely, like I said, you step outside yourself and you really see, you know, from a different perspective. Yeah, I always think that that's so interesting, especially when you get right into coaching
0: and kind of get up to a higher level that all of a sudden, just the retrospect is so crazy. Like you just have these flashes of realization. It's like, oh my gosh, I really did not understand that at the time.
1: And and I still remember as a player coach, Ben. you know, his, one of his other models was like, don't have any regrets. Don't have any regrets. And it's like now stepping back, it's like, I do, like, I do have regrets of, you know, not being in the gym, working as hard as Bridget and then seeing all the wonderful things that she has. You know what I mean? So the game rewards you in in many ways. And, uh, it just rings so true. Uh, when, when you're, again, you're a little bit older, you have a different perspective. Um, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. Do you try to express any of those things to
0: your players now? Like, obviously they won't really have the same perspective until they also get older. But do you ever share like, hey, you know, now that you know how young I am, now that you know how recently I played, maybe a little advice.
1: Yeah, yeah, I always, you know, I'm, I'm just like, enjoy this moment, like enjoy the girls that you're going to war with, like enjoy being on that court. Enjoy being in 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 a tournament, an NCAA tournament, and I think it really rings true, especially because I am younger. They're kind of like, okay, you know, we don't have to listen to you know Coach Green, who might be a little bit older and like she doesn't know too. she's you know what I mean. So um, yeah, I think they really respect me in that sense when I when I do kind of talk about my my college wisdom. But um, yeah, I, I try you know to to make sure that they they really cherish it. But Like I said, we have a great, great group of girls and they just get it. You know, they just get it.
0: That sounds like the exact kind of team that Cyclone fans would have a really, really easy time cheering for. I
1: know. So (laughs) again, if you're not busy tomorrow night.
0: Hey, I'm, I'm editing this right away. We're recording this on Tuesday, the 15th. The game is Wednesday, the 16th. I'll have this out today. I'll be at the
1: game tomorrow. So and you know. any fans that, that do come, please feel free to stop on by and and would love to give you a hug and chat it up a little bit. Again, Cyclone Nation is just one in a million just fan base. And, you know, that's really rung true with me since, since I've, you know, graduated and gotten older, <laughs> um, that they're just the best. And like I said, if anybody's at the game tomorrow – uh and you have a story or you just want to come say hi please feel free to free to come up and uh
0: yeah well you're making my job really easy because every answer you give leads right into the next thing i was going to talk about which is i want to talk a little bit about your career at iowa state so when i first tweeted that you were going to be coming back with the flyers a story was shared on twitter by a fan who said he and his wife bought women's basketball tickets for the first time because their son was in the pet band when you were on the team. And he said that because of the team and he specifically called out your enthusiasm, your energy, they became huge fans and their season ticket holders to this day. And then personally, I I don't know that you know this, but my husband's very first favorite player when I was converting him to be a Cyclone fan from that other team was actually you when he really? would be, yeah, when he would watch games online wow. when he was going to school. And so I, he was super excited. That's part of why he was like, well, we're going to the game on Wednesday, right? <laughs> it's you're going to be his first ever NCAA game. So oh. What does it mean to have like such a special and specific place in the hearts of fans? Like those are so, so specific. So many fans love the Cyclones, but to know that you're, you know, you take that place in someone's mind.
1: It's, it's an amazing feeling. And, you know, the game of basketball has brought me so much joy and so much happiness and has really just opened, you know, the door to so many opportunities uh for me personally so to spread that joy when i was playing is is truly what i felt um, again playing at iowa state in front of those fans um that you know i can recall by memory like this um, was just something truly special for me because i just love the game so If, if my love and my joy for the game could, could spread to fans that, that came and watched maybe on a snowy day, you know, on a Sunday in Iowa, then, uh, that's really the legacy that I I'd love to leave behind as a player. Um, that I, I, I did have true happiness on that court and it's because of fans like that, you know, that makes this program again, so special, um, yeah I'm just recalling my memory now, just the amount of fan moments that i that I had through my career and the support, oh, the support that they give. and and it's funny when you when you talk to fans, they always somebody always has a different favorite. And I think that's why I really, really enjoyed them because they know the game of basketball, but just little things that they observe, I mean, you could talk to twenty fans and and they'll have fifteen different players that they like. You know, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to put the ball in the hoop. You don't need to play, you know, 40 minutes a game for them to be your favorite. You could be, you know, on the bench but have joy and and they'd be like, I love her, you know. So, yeah, that's an honor, though, that your husband, that I was his first favorite player. That makes me feel good. You better come up and say hi to me tomorrow then
0: oh my gosh please you think you could get away with that not happening come on now uh, but yeah i i mean women's basketball fans as a whole are like so well educated but especially cyclone fans i was just down in kansas city for the big 12 tournament and there were games the first game of the day when we were second to last there was as many cyclone fans there as some of the teams actually playing like they're so engaged it's crazy
1: it is the the support has always traveled uh, in Cyclone Nation, and they love basketball here. And they and they invest right, like they invest their time, and they invest their money, and and it's it's just great to see. You said you were thinking of a couple of memories. Do you
0: have specific games or specific moments that you think back on as like really favorites or really meaningful to you from when you played?
1: So I have, I have three like fans that I, that I really remember just stepping onto that, that court. Number one was Hazel. Um, I don't know if you remember her. Yes, She was like a hundred years old and, and, and uh, after every game I'd, I'd go up and I'd hug her, you know, before we'd go into the locker room and she was just so special and, and like a super fan of, of, of Cyclone athletics and everybody knew her and, my grandma had passed my junior year of of college, so she kind of took that like substitute, you know, older person grandma that I that I would look up to and that I would love, and and we had a great relationship. And then I remember this guy every halftime uh, when I'd run out of the the stands, he'd have like a little cone yelling thing he'd yell through. And he would just yell, let it fly, number three, let it fly. <laughs> and that whole section would just, like, get up and start clapping. And I'd always give him, like, a look and a wave. And he was awesome. And then uh, there was a worker, and I, I looked up there today in, in section 135-ish. Hopefully she's listening to this. But we, we, you know, when I would walk onto the court before games, she'd be like, Emily. And, like, nobody's there yet. It would echo uh my team would be like who is yelling (laughs) and she'd be up there give me a wave give me a hug um and it's just those small moments it's it's small moments like that that you you never forget and they stick with you and you know hopefully they remember it but uh i remember them very well for sure
0: and then as far as things you remember are there moments like with your With teammates or in games, when you think back on your career, are there any like specific
1: in-game moments that really flash in your mind? So many. Yeah. I can't even begin to quantify it. Um, The years kind of run together, you know, but yeah, I remember when we played this team here and uh, I remember a special moment when we played Syracuse at, at UConn in the NCAAs one year and I couldn't hit water if I thought of a boat. Like, I was just not hitting the rim, but my whole family came, um, and that was the last game my grandma got to see, uh, and that was just, that whole day was just a special moment for me, um, and yeah, just, like, great wins we had, especially senior year where, you know, we we weren't the best team. We, you know, I think, I don't think we were 500, but just getting wins and tough, gritty wins on the road, and and all that good stuff was, you know, memorable. And then I, I texted Jordan Jensen, Claire Ricketts, and and Bridget were in a group chat. And we were just reminiscing and just laughing. I mean, laughing at old videos we had, uh, just stupid things we would do together. And Claire was like, you know, if they had TikTok back then, guys, <laughs> be like millionaires. Right yeah. Now. And I'm like, oh, we really would. And those are those are really the memories that that you keep. Uh, of course, all the games that we played and all that, but it's really off the court things that you, you do with teammates that become your sisters. I mean, it's a sisterhood. And I was just on the bus coming back from the hotel, reading their text messages and crying, laughing. Everybody's like, what is Emily doing? And I'm just like, back in that moment, back in college with them, just laughing our heads off and just having the best time is it's immeasurable. Honestly, you definitely
0: had a, I mean, there's never been really a bad group to be with at Iowa state, but as far as entertaining people, oh my gosh, does it get better?
1: (laughs) We had some characters. I mean, like one through, I don't even know, 13, 14, 15 girls. Uh, Everybody was so different, but just, oh my God, the laughs, the laughs were, I was probably at the top of the list of being a character. I I understand that. Uh, But again, it was, it was a great group my whole four years.
0: Considering you moved, I mean, halfway across the country to end up in Ames, just how beneficial was it for you to have that group that really embraced you and stuck
1: together through your four years? it was so important. It was everything, right? Like you s- literally spend 18 hours of the day together, basically, you know, going to class, you're like, you feel like, where'd they go? I'm so used to 13 other people being around me, 14 other people. Um, it was everything. And just finding, you know, lifelong friends after basketball, after, you know, the, the lights are off and they shut it down, like just still being able to To text and call and Jordan went to one of my games this year like just that sisterhood that's never ever ever gonna gonna change or die, and that has lasted right through years and years and years and years. So
0: Emily the the question that I usually wrap things up on we've kind of touched on it a little bit but i'll give it to you here, what does it mean to you to be part of the
1: cyclone family. Mm. it's it's special. It's 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 a, like I said, a sisterhood that can never be broken, can never be changed. Uh, and knowing that you have people in your corner for your life, and having that support no matter what you do, and just cheering you on from afar, from close by, it's it's everything. It's it's what people look for in life, you know. And and to have that opportunity to wear the Iowa State jersey together to go through ups and downs, you know, have your happy moments, have your sad moments, you know, have injuries, blood, sweat, tears on that floor. It It's, it's immeasurable, like I said, and it's always going to be with us. We're all going to be cyclones forever. And I credit coach Fenn and your mom, right. For, for really building that culture, because without it, you know, the experience is definitely different, but Shout out to coach Dyer, man. She, she is the the absolute best. Like in this business, she is like top notch and you're lucky, very lucky to have her as a mom because the love, care, support that she shows us girls, like who are her, you know, daughters in a sense, it's, it's out of this world and Couldn't ask for a better role model for me, for you, I'm sure. So shout out to Coach Dyer.
0: Yes. Well, I've I've just got the one brother from my parents, but thankfully (laughs) I ended up with 20 years worth of sisters, thanks to her. There you
1: go. Oh, that's sweet. And (laughs) hey, like I said, you email me, I'm gonna answer. I'm like, Jamie's Dyer, of course.
0: Immediately, yes. No, immediately, literally, like you and Allison Lacey Otzelberger both like immediately like send a text send an email that's that's the family right there right there always
1: it's always going to be there
0: well Emily thank you so much for joining me like we said I'll make sure that I throw like every ticket information in all of our posts about this like I said recording on a Tuesday this will be out tonight games on that Wednesday the 16th and then You know, I'll update as that goes along, but I seriously cannot thank you enough for joining me. It was so, so great to catch up virtually, and then we'll get to, you know, do a quick one tomorrow too.
1: Thank you so much. I've had the best time. I really appreciate you reaching out. Um, And you definitely are made for this. (laughs) So continue to strive, succeed, because you're absolutely killing it well you as well obviously i am so excited to see
0: where you end up and to keep supporting your teams wherever you might be emily thank you
1: geez i'm st- my cheeks are hurting from smiling so much thank you i appreciate it as always thank you so much to my guest this week
0: emily durr Thank you as well, the listener, for tuning in. Absolutely appreciate it. Go ahead and find Emily on Twitter at mdurr, E-M-D-U-R-R. Hey, and follow along with her Dayton Flyers. Uh, I am so, so excited to continue bringing great episodes throughout the month of March and, of course, beyond, but March is, of course, one of the best months of the year as always find me personally on Twitter at jsties j s t e y z as well as the podcast at cyclone fam pod you can follow along with our new episodes of the flagship podcast at 1012 Network. That'll have all of our podcasts, as well as, of course, all of the other amazing information, amazing podcasts coming out. We are a part of the 1012 Network. As you are continuing to watch March Madness basketball, if you feel like this is your time to really dive in on the other Big 12 teams, we've got a bunch of other amazing podcasts that'll get you up to date on whoever is doing well, whoever is still playing. I think you'll really enjoy it. As always, please if you feel so inclined please like subscribe leave us a review haven't gotten a review yet I'll throw a little party once I do Uh, really appreciate as always all of you tuning in really really means the world to me if you've got more requests hey I've already proven with last week's guests that I do take guests into account so shoot me a message uh, shoot me a tweet whatever you gotta do to get through to me I'll be there ready to listen and I will talk to you uh, sometime
1: next week thanks guys